And welcome to Donut Day. Yes, it is June 2nd, Donut Day. One of the greatest days in America. It's Michael Pelka on the Puro Pelka Podcast. I hope you are getting a free donut somewhere. There are all kinds of treats available all over the country. You just have to do a little homework, a little work on your end. I can't do everything for each one of you, but I suggest that you treat yourself after the week we've had as we put the big wrap up on a week that has featured just about everything. Really, just about everything happened this week. Yes, we had the drama over the debt ceiling, which got through the House, then got through the Senate, so there won't be anybody working over the weekend in Washington, D.C., telling us that the end of our economy is at hand. It's going to pass. We've now given ourselves the permission to spend another trillion and a half at least. But let's hope, let's hope that some of the provisions in the bill that will stop some of the spending, some of the giveaways, the 400 plus billion in college loan forgiveness. What a scam. And I guess we're going to hear something from the Supreme Court on that probably in the next week or two. I anticipate the court will stop this madness as well. Supreme Court doing a lot of interesting things lately. Supreme Court handing down some some decisions that uh, are going to make it harder and harder for the left to say, oh, it's a conservative court. Uh, yesterday, Thursday, we had the decision that came out eight to one, eight to one against union bosses who were trying to uh, avoid any liability when they have strikes and those strikes happen to hurt other businesses. So eight to one, that's a big stinking deal. Uh, We're also still waiting for the FBI to turn over the document that apparently, allegedly, shows Joe Biden involved in a major bribery scandal, saying he'd take money to influence decisions by the administration. It looks like James Comer, Representative James Comer, who's been doing incredible work on this, is going to get a sit-down at FBI headquarters with a document that will likely be redacted You know, we got to protect sources and methods, all that stuff. But Comer says he's already seen it. Just like Senator Grassley says he's already seen it. It's not classified, so why can't it be out there? Why? I hope we get to the bottom of that. And then there's the story of the website that posted over 10,000 images from Hunter Biden's laptop. The website was overwhelmed because so many people were trying to get in there and get a hold of all that stuff. It crashed. I don't know if it's back up yet. It really was melted down. And the uh, laptop repairman from Wilmington, Delaware, he no longer lives there. He had to leave. John Paul Mac Isaac, a guy who ran a simple Mac repair shop in Trolley Square, Delaware, a little a little tiny piece of, of North Wilmington. He had to leave town because of the whole Hunter Biden laptop situation and the hard drives. He was deposed yesterday for seven hours by Hunter Biden's attorneys. Can't wait for all that stuff to come out. At the same time, in a related case, and again, I said this has been an exhausting week. Go get your free donut today. The National Archives is refusing to release emails between Hunter Biden And Joe Biden's staff. Why? Why, why, why? If the archives is is all up in Donald Trump's grill over what they consider to be 
misuse or abuse of classified documents, surely they could give us all the documents that Hunter was exchanging, all the emails Hunter was exchanging with Joe's people. Unless, of course, they're hiding something. What are they hiding? What is this administration hiding about Hunter Biden, about Joe Biden? I have questions about Joe Biden yesterday, of course, the fall that happened at the Air Force Academy while Joe was presiding over the commencement and uh, landed pretty much uh, almost on his face. It was a bad fall, a bad fall for anyone, a really, really bad fall for somebody who's 80 years old. And uh, I, I get very uncomfortable when I see our president fall that way. And I wonder how many times has he actually fallen that we have not heard about. For example, we know because we saw it, he tripped up Air Force One a couple of times. Probably because he was trying to rush and make it look like he's vibrant and vital. And he tripped. Not a real bad fall. He caught himself on the steps. But it's embarrassing nonetheless. Then he fell off his bike while he was stopped. How many other times has he fallen that we have not heard about? How many times may he have fallen in and around the White House that nobody told us? It's certainly worrisome because gravity is the enemy, the enemy of the elderly. So I want to know if there's any more tumbling that we have not heard about. I do know that the uh, leading Republican candidates came out with some classy responses to the tumble. For example, Donald John Trump yesterday, when the, when the fall happened, the fall heard around the world, Donald Trump had a classy reaction. He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. Yes, it is. The whole thing is crazy. But Donald Trump's first reaction, and that's what you really gauge is the first reaction. He said, I, I hope he wasn't hurt. Same thing could be said of Governor Ron DeSantis, who was out and about yesterday in Iowa. Now, he did see, I think a lot of people saw, he had a fall at this Air Force uh, event. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if he sustained injuries, but I just want to say that um, uh, we hope uh, and wish Joe Biden a swift recovery from any injuries he may have sustained. But we also wish the United States of America a swift recovery from the injuries it has sustained because of Joe Biden and his policies. Now, I agree with that statement. And by the way, he was in New Hampshire, not Iowa. I misspoke. But uh, I think Donald Trump took the uh, higher ground on that, just left it at what happened to Joe Biden. We don't know because we'll never get a full report out of this White House as to whether or not he was bruised, etc. The fall was pretty bad for an 80-year-old guy. And then we hear that when he was getting out of the helicopter, returning back to the White House, he bumped his head. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. What he said during the commencement ceremony was also disturbing. Like, I don't know if anyone has yet figured out what in the hell Joe Biden was talking about here. It wasn't all push-ups and cramming for Prague Week, though uh, to set the Guinness Book of Records, world records, most simultaneous push-ups, there had to be an enormous amount of push-ups. Beyond you, beyond, but all of you, uh, I think you had some fun along the way. Maybe a good use of your epic passes. 
that would be reason enough to join. Now, obviously, he's speaking in some parlance that's familiar to the Air Force Academy members, but it sounds like he's wandering, and it sounds like he's ad-libbing, which is never a good look for this guy because that's when he falls into the untruthful area. He falls into telling stories about things that never happened, like when he had this moment. When I was graduating from high school 300 years ago, <laughs> I applied to the Naval Academy. And I was picked by the senator. There's two ways senators can pick. You can pick individually, or they can name 10 people and let the academy choose. I was a relatively good football player, so I had a shot. Now, I'm going to pause here for a second. Last year, he told the Naval Academy graduates, this is at the Air Force yesterday, last year, Joe told the Naval Academy graduates that, quote, he was appointed to the Academy in 1965. He says he applied to the Naval Academy. Neither one of those things happened based on records, but I'll, we'll let Joe continue as he's saying he's a pretty good football player and he, he thought that would help him getting into the Naval Academy. I remember the day that a guy named Steve Dunning from my class was also nominated. Drove up, it was about 7 in the morning, we were going to drive down to Annapolis. And I had just heard the night before, they had a halfback named Joe Bellino, won the Heisman Trophy, and a quarterback named Roger Staubach. I went to Delaware. Yeah. Yeah, he went to Delaware. But he gets the stories wrong. And someone should tell him, you got to quit telling stories that aren't true, sir. It's okay if Grandpa tells you stories. And sometimes we know Grandpa will expand the truth a little bit. But in this case, Joe just keeps telling lies about it. For example, yesterday, while speaking to the same group of Air Force Academy graduates, he talked about the Quad, the organization between Australia, India, Japan, and the United States, something that was set up, established under President Trump. We've elevated the Quad, bringing together Australia, India, Japan, and the United States to advance an Indo-Pacific that's free and open, prosperous and secure. Didn't exist before. Uh, it did exist before, sir. Donald Trump started it. Someone's got to tell him to stop telling these lies. It's just a really bad look. It's like Angelo, the Amtrak conductor. It's like the Medal of Honor for his grandpa. Very frustrating. Uh, yesterday, um, Donald Trump had his town hall. Oh, before we get to Donald Trump, let me, let me get to uh, one more thing with Joey Biden. When he got back, Steve Ducey was waiting for him and asked about his reelection campaign. And uh, there was a, kind of a weird moment because there have been zero campaign events. We don't know anything about a big campaign staff. There's all kinds of rumors. There's no plans for any debates. But this was a weird encounter. Mr. President, how's, how's the reelection campaign going? Because we haven't seen you on the campaign trail yet. We haven't. Not at an official campaign rally. No, why not? So he just, he just answers by saying, you haven't, and smiles and walks away. Yeah, 
that's a little scary, a little bit scary. Uh, Donald Trump, we mentioned earlier, wished the president well and hoped that he wasn't injured in the fall. Donald Trump had an event last night, a town hall on Fox with his friend Sean Hannity. Truth be told, Hannity and I know each other for 30 years now. He was a nice guy to me. We played golf at the same golf club out on Long Island. Still stay in touch with him. Um, he is good friends with Donald Trump, so it wasn't going to be a debate or a town hall the way that CNN had a conflict with Donald Trump. It was going to be a friendly discussion. But it also was recorded, and I wish Fox would have told us a little more about that. They pre-recorded the entire town hall, and then it was edited. There were some rough cuts in there that if you were paying attention, you would have noticed. And I think Fox, especially now that they're trying to regain the trust of many of their viewers who left, Fox should have told people about that. They should have told people it was pre-recorded and edited. Now, how do we know? Of course, the left had people in the audience, and they reported on the fact that Mr. Trump brought up some of the election shenanigans and claimed that the election was stolen. And because Fox had some serious legal issues that cost them a whole bunch of money, it's still the giant settlement $787 million they had to pay out. Another case still pending, at least one more. It's likely they edited out that stuff because of pending legal action. That lawsuit still hanging out there. But I wish they would have told us. I wish they would have told us that, that they had recorded this ahead of time and it was partially edited. Would have been a nice thing to do for those of us who were listening. Just saying, Fox. Uh, we're going to see a whole bunch of action on this. A whole bunch of action. Now, other news, as I said, it's been a really tough week. There was news on the economy. There was news on the jobs. And the jobs in the economy, obviously something I'm paying a lot of attention to because I want our economy back to where it was. I want our economy back to the strongest that we had under Donald, Donald John Trump. And that's only going to happen if we get a Republican in there. Now you're watching the stock market and you're seeing a big jump early on Friday morning after the after the Senate passed the debt ceiling bill. And there is essentially what's being called a um, a strong jobs report. Jobs rose three hundred thirty nine thousand in number in May, better than the expected number. But there's also something behind that. There's also something there that needs to be paid attention to. And there was an increase in the unemployment rate. And this was talked about today. I believe this was CNBC early this morning. But on the other hand, the increase in the unemployment rate is much worse than expected and very significant, as you know, usually when we rise by half a point from the lowest unemployment rate, it means the economy is going into recession. That worries me. That worries me when the unemployment rate is giving off signals that are troublesome to people who watch these kinds of indicators. And then there is a story on ZeroHedge.com, which I recommend you check it out, ZeroHedge.com, that came out today that says all of the new U.S. jobs since the COVID crash have gone to foreign-born workers. Kind of interesting. I know this sounds wonky, 
but it is fascinating to me. They say, look, we've we've overcome this this horrible pandemic and all these jobs that had to be shut down because the government shut down everything due to COVID. But according to a household survey, they show virtually no new jobs created for 2022, even though the Bureau of Labor and Statistics and the administration will tell you over 2 million jobs have been added in that same time period. A lot of these are jobs coming back, right? But all the new job creation since the COVID crash appears to have gone to foreign workers, foreign-born workers versus native-born workers. The number of native-born workers and the actual native-born labor force have stagnated, while the foreign-born workers have flourished and captured a market share. And they've, they've changed a lot of the economics in this country. And we still know that wage stagnation and price increases have caused more inflation. In fact, the average family is still $10,000 poorer because of Joe Biden and the Democrats' policies. Now, there also are some claims within the numbers here, if you drill down into this, that uh, we have a, uh, a deficit in terms of full-time jobs, that full-time jobs have dropped while part-time jobs and multiple job holders, in other words, you've got to take a couple of jobs in order to get to a full-time economic level, have increased. So multiple job holders, meaning that uh, not every payroll has been assigned to a unique individual, but instead, according to Zero Hedge, there are now people who hold two, three, or more jobs to make ends meet. The economy looks, if you look at the raw numbers, looks to be better than it actually is. And I think we need some truth on this. Expect you, your president, our president, to make a statement today, not only on the debt ceiling, but on the economy. He's going to tell us just how great everything is. That's not necessarily true. A couple other stories I'm keeping my eyes on. Uh, we talked about James Comer and the FBI documents. There was a story that popped overnight last night about an Air Force trained drone. They used this drone and they had trained it to kill using artificial intelligence. And in the simulation, the drone turned around on the operator. It, it didn't kill the operator. This, again, was a simulation. But that's kind of a big stink of deal. Another reason why uh, we need to slow down on the AI until we make sure we've got perfection. And I mean perfection. The uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms ATF announced that uh, pot users cannot own guns. And I've had friends say to me, Mike, what about alcohol? What about alcohol? Isn't alcohol as bad as marijuana? I said, yeah, you can make the case for that. But the case for alcohol is also one that says alcohol is a legal substance. You're legally allowed to use alcohol. Of course, you're not supposed to be drinking and using your gun. You're not supposed to be drunk and using your gun. But alcohol ownership and gun ownership can be legal at the same time. Marijuana as a recreational tool, 
as a product that can be used recreationally is only legal in 23 states. And I think it's interesting, fascinating that the ATF has put that notice out there to let everybody know, hey, if you've got pot in your system, we might be able to take away your guns. Alabama's governor signed another bill this week that I can agree with. Alabama talked about making sure that uh, you use the bathroom that is uh, connected to your biological sex. And now the Alabama governor signed a bill blocking foreign land purchases by enemy nations. Bravo. Why should we have to do this? Uh, I don't know. The federal government should be in there doing it, too. But we've got a couple of states now doing this. And on the bad side of states' behavior... Minnesota's going to provide free college to all undocumented students, meaning illegal students. Good job, Minnesota. Good job with your future bankruptcy as a state. Unbelievable. But then again, sometimes the realities have to set in before any of the left's policies can be fully realized and then ultimately retracted. For example, there's a California judge that was robbed right outside of a county courthouse which happens to be in a uh, district where the prosecutor was backed by George Soros. Just throwing that out there. A, um, a Nashville man who's a grandfather, a guy in his 60s, 100 days ago started eating only McDonald's. He was only eating food for McDonald's, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and he's kept track of it. In 100 days, he lost 58-plus pounds. Now, I want to see his blood work to see if he's okay. I want to see if this guy's, if this guy's safe. You know, is his blood, has he just got a, a, a body, a blood full of cholesterol? We'll find out. We'll talk to Dr. Royzen next week about it. I'll ask him about that and about one other story that caught my attention. There's a story that says an Australian garlic, one form of garlic from Australia, kills COVID. And why didn't we know this a long time ago? Well, maybe it'll be useful in future COVID outbreaks because COVID will mutate and come back and come back. And if we can all have that Australian COVID killer, the COVID killer, the garlic, uh, there'll be just another thing for the Outback Steakhouse to put on the COVID killing garlic sauce on your blooming onion. We shall see. All right, I'm going to uh, take a break for the weekend, go play a little golf. I hope you get out there. I'm doing radio Saturday night in Philadelphia on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You can listen live 7 to 10 p.m. on the Odyssey app, WPHT, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And uh, take a short break here. When we get back, my buddy Jim Stovall is going to give us a little winner's wisdom to inspire us this weekend. Our friend Jim Stovall joins us again, and we're going to discuss this week's Winner's Wisdom column from Jim, the man who's written more than 50 books. He's got the narrative television network he created, so blind people can appreciate movies and television. But uh, this weekly column called the Winner's Wisdom column happens to uh, just amaze me every week because of its timeliness. And uh, Jim, I'm glad you're here because this column seems to be turning the mirror back on both uh, society and Washington, D.C., all at the same time as we talk about the importance of uh, facts and fact-checking and things like that. Welcome. Well, it's great to be back, and 
This week we're talking about just the facts. And when I was a little kid, the uh, original TV show Dragnet was on with Jack Webb playing Joe Friday. And he would go out on the crime scene and interview witnesses. And they would get off on some tangent. And he would always say, just the facts, ma'am, just, just the facts. And that's, you know, what we succeed or fail on. You know, life is about uh, making good decisions. We succeed when we make good decisions. Good decisions are a product of getting enough information. And, you know, our grandparents and our ancestors before them, they had to dig to get information. We have too much information. And now it's not a matter of getting the information. It's about sifting through and eliminating a lot of the noise in it. And, uh, you know, you, you have to get down to really what are the facts because, uh, uh, you know, as it was wisely said, uh, you know, everybody's entitled to their own facts, their own opinion, but not their own facts. I mean, you know, facts are facts. The, the scientific methods is they got to be reliable, uh, you know, and repeatable and verifiable and consistent. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, well, you know, Mike, when you, when you started out in the news business years and years ago, I mean, you had to have at least two independent sources and more if possible. Now you can, you know, I talk to people, I got it from three sources. Yeah, but CNN is reporting that the Wall Street Journal had a story quoting the New York Times who uh, was featuring a blogger who doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and, you know, and then everybody is saying, well, yeah, I saw that too, and I saw it over here. But when it boils down, it all goes back to one person, and, uh, you know, and it, it, it's really not valid. It's, it's not, it doesn't hold up to any type of scrutiny. And that is not just in the news reporting we're seeing, but it's also all over social media that people are just instantly repeating things. Uh, you you reference the adage of you're entitled to your opinion, not entitled to your own facts, and how so many stories seem to rely on uh, what appears to be facts, but their opinion. I go back to the classic film. I can't believe it's a classic film now. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, when mm -hmm. they couldn't find him in the classroom, and one of the young ladies in the classroom looked up and said... My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. And that ending part where she says, I guess it's pretty serious, is kind of how we take a lot of reporting that we get today without doing any serious verification of the facts. Well, and that's you're on the cutting edge of technology there, Mike, bringing us that quote, not trying to uh, randomly drag it out of your memory, but wanting to get that quote as important as that is and wanting to get that quote accurately yes. is, 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 uh, is wonderful. But, you know, we have to realize that, uh, you know, just because something may be true, it, 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 it may not be verifiable, repeatable or consistent. Uh, your next door neighbor may win on the lottery. And, you know, and you think, wow, that's, that's a, you know, if you buy a ticket, you win the lottery. You bought a ticket, you won the lottery. Well, that, that is in no way repeatable. It just happened. Or, or, you know, and then people have a tendency to create causality. You know, every, this time of year, every year, guys play baseball on the baseball fields. And this time of year, the, the grass grows. So some people would uh, assume, well, playing baseball on the field makes the grass grow. I mean, you know, uh, 
lunch follows breakfast, but it doesn't cause it. It, (laughs) you know, there's not. It's just not causality. One has nothing to do with the other. So, you know, we have to be very, very careful. And I will always remember. And I don't know. I was only five years old, so I don't remember if I saw it live or I've, you know, a million times it's been repeated. Walter Cronkite is there, November 22nd, and President Kennedy's been shot, and obviously everyone's going live. And they hand him a paper. You can hear off stage uh, or off camera uh, the producer saying, "We're waiting, uh, but we get, we have this information." And and Cronkite said, "Do we have this verified?" And and apparently the answer was no. He said, "We'll hold it." And he stood there for a minute or two until they said, okay, we've got it. And he said, it's just been verified and double-checked that the, the president has died. And, you know, that was it. But he, he much more interested in being right than being first. Uh, today, I'm afraid they would uh, speculate or jump out in front of it or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's hard to come by facts. And I'm amazed people that are pundits that are out there and making predictions. They've been wrong the last 22 times, but here they are again, you know, with another time they're, they're coming out. And I just, uh, you know, credibility and facts and, you know, reliability, the, the facts never change. And, uh, you know, but getting them is not as easy as it used to be. And see, I think that is the, the foundation of the lesson that Jim Stovall is giving us in today's Winner's Wisdom discussion that the facts are the facts, but they're not easy to get to. And you have to have a thirst for it, Jim. I feel like we've kind of we've kind of ceded our trust to either the mainstream media or to a social media outlet like Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram. And until you you have absolute trust in something, you're you're setting yourself up for failure. I, I go back to Reagan, trust but verify. You know, if you believe them maybe it's okay to check them a couple times just to make sure it's all right. Yeah, great movie, uh, Absence of Malice with Paul Newman, Sally Fields. And, you know, they were having this big scene about, uh, you know, she said, well, we're here just to report the news and the facts. And he said, you don't report the facts. You report what some guy said. And that's not the facts. He said, you don't come by the truth that easy. And, you know, it, that, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, it just doesn't come that easy. Google is a, is a great servant, but a horrible master. Just because something come up at the top of Google doesn't mean it's right. It just means it's out there. It means it's, uh, it's popular. It doesn't mean it's accurate. Yeah, and it is truly on us and our own reputations to be responsible for finding the actual facts in the situation in anything before you make a decision. Jim opens this column by saying long-term, long-term success comes to us when we make a series of good decisions, which really requires you doing the work and getting all the facts right. Jim, I, I thank you each and every week for this, and uh, I encourage everybody, go to jimstovel.com and get the Winner's Wisdom column in your mailbox, and then hang out with us, and we'll talk about it, we'll break it down, and have a little fun. Thank you, my friend. Be well. 